Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Rad Reality Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. Let's start with the intro and let's get the show on the road. Sit back and enjoy, because you know what? You know what day it is? It's Monday. That means it's Manic Monday, and that means it's time for... Thank you for joining us here at the Rad Reality Show Network. Tonight is June 22nd, 2015, and we're just about to start the Manic Monday show. But our usual host, Michelle Costa, is away tonight, on her way to a Big Brother 17 premiere party. So we've got two wonderful guests that I know you're going to love to hear from tonight. We've got Ed Brophy from TV Fishbowl and Mr. Lawan, the wonderful Exum from Big Brother 13. Um, Now, we've talked about the new cast a little, and we might talk about them a little more tonight. And we may have a list of firsts, like who's going to get naked in the house first, um, that kind of thing. And we'll set our picks and see how accurate we are from watching the intro videos um, once they're in the house and we see how they're really playing the game. So call in tonight and tell us your picks. Um, tell us your top picks, your first three picks. Tell us your picks for our first list. And say hi to Ed Brophy and Lawan Exum at 347-237-5506. Press the number one once you're on our switchboard. That tells us that you want to join us on air. 
Right now we're going to say a quick hi to Paul from Minnesota, who is co-hosting with me in the background. So, Paul, how is it up in Minnesota tonight? Hi, Cherry. Hi, everyone. It is uh, pretty nice up here, Um, but uh, I thought for those that might not know, the song that the the opener ended with is actually in the background of the Big Brother commercial where there's a lot of talk about more, more, more. And so I found the song, and it's called More, More, More by an artist known as Clooney. So there you go. Awesome. We're getting some familiar faces in the chat room. I'm glad to see uh, people joining in in the chat room. It's filling up, and uh, it's great to see some people we haven't seen lately. Um, That's nice to see. So we have it's already on the switchboard. I am so geared up. I know everybody is. It's that time of year when our lives are about to change as we know it. Um, let's get our first guest up here and, and get him on with us. We have Mr. Ed Brophy from TV Fishbowl. How are you, Ed? I'm doing good. I can't wait to talk Survivor with you. <laughs> this will be oh, a short conversation. <laughs> oh, I've been a good gone one. all day, and I have found some rumors that I have quickly been able to dispel. All right, oh. so I and I have my. I have my final three. Just talking about. The one we were talking about on the phone, yeah. And I have my final three, maybe four, all picked out, which is a slight change from last week. And what else is going on? I think that's pretty much it. So there's a rumor out there, and for those of you who are sitting listening on the net. If you go to cbs.com slash shows slash big underscore brother slash cast slash 214997, it brings up Jackie and Jeff from the last season of The Amazing Race. So apparently I was out of the loop today, but apparently the interwebs and Twitter has been going crazy saying that they are confirmed to be on Big Brother and they're going to be the first Amazing Race people on Big Brother. However, if you change that 9-7 to a 9-8, and I've taken it as far as 9-9, it is brings up Tyler and Laura, and if you go to 9-6, it brings up someone else. So I seriously doubt the whole last season of The Amazing Race is going to be the Big Brother. I think it's a glitch yep. to CBS's website. So I'm getting... Ed, I just, I have to tell you, Ed, I just, as you were giving me those, I thought, okay, I'm going to just go to cast, and then you added the string of numbers, so I thought, okay, I'll put those numbers in, 
And I am so familiar with those from last season's Amazing Race. It looked exactly like the bio bios that they posted last season. It didn't look any different to me. So, right. So there's a picture of a board floating around with a bunch of sticky notes on it. So I just got a DM from someone because I put out the same thing on my Twitter handle. So it says it's confirmed. Jackie and Jeff for on it, meaning Big Brother 17, check out Jackie's name on the top left. Well, I personally can't read that enough to say that that's Jackie's name. Like, I don't know her signature. All it says on the top left is keep calm and smile. So I don't know what they're talking about the top left. There is a signature, but then... There's other ones that say you only live once and there's no signature. So play the game, don't get played, XOXO, and then it's day. So and there's another one, something TBB Brother 17 Steve. There's one that says Becky. So I don't think anyone can confirm. There's one for Shelly, Austin, Judas. I don't think anyone can confirm that that's Jackie's signature. Because I certainly can't read it. And if you go to Big Brother Buddy. Oh, God, what is it? I was just there. You go to Big Brother Buddy on Twitter and look at his pictures. That same picture is there. Now, if someone can read that and confirm to me 100% that that says Jackie, then maybe I'll buy into it. Do you have it on your Twitter? I don't, but Big Brother Buddy all all together, no underscores, no nothing. It's his second picture. More tweet underneath underneath his photos. It's the second picture, and it's a picture of a board with little post-it notes on it, and it says, Leak alert, two mystery house guests are all but confirmed, Jeff and Jackie from the Amazing Race, Big Brother 17. And then he has the same link that I just gave everyone. So someone else said to me in a mention um, that, uh, let's see, Brian Smith. And he said, change some of the other numbers and you'll end up eventually getting any CBS star. Nonsense rumor, Big Brother 17. Um, Jen Ellen, who used to listen, who's one of the folks that listened to my old podcast that started more than more from a new rumor that shows a board with 16 note cards on it and most all sign, then spun from that to a tar duo. So I am still calling the rumor bogus. Okay, but if I'm, looking look at the, that, I'm looking at the, the picture you're saying where it says keep calm and smile. It does say right. Jackie. Can you, you can read that? Because I'm on an yeah. iPad, so I can't read that. Yeah, it does say Jackie. Hey, Cherry. Where is it near the top, middle, or bottom, and what color is the post-it? Top left pink. It's a pink post-it, but there's also one from Steve. There's one from Jason. There's one from, I mean, there's, there's one from Meg. There's one from Steve. There's one from Austin Judas. Okay, so... So there are 16 post-it notes on there. 
Right, and that one does say Jackie. Okay, the one down in the bottom, the bottom right, all of the last one below Jackie's, all the way down the bottom, also is about the same color. What name is on there? Okay, that one, um, I'm going to get the my magnifying glass out. I have a magnifying okay. glass. I will get to this one. I'll be right back. All right, so, see, so it's either that one, Paul, or the one right next to it, the yellow one. So if anyone else who's listening, and if you can see it better than we can, you can call in and tell us. One of those two is allegedly that Jeff's guy. I think the Jackie name is a coincidence. I think it's all a coincidence. Because, like I said, if you tweet that, if you change that name. Well, I will tell you this, you that I down, I downloaded the, the image and I zoomed in on my computer. That's Clay. And I was going to say C-L-A-Y, I think. Yeah, that's Clay. And how about the one next to it? Yeah. Um, the one no next to it? The yellow... No girls no or kings only. That signature is totally illegible. See, I think personally, I think that Jackie' name is a coincidence. And if I'm wrong, I'll call in next week and eat my words. All right, so are we supposed to believe that this is the casting group or that that are putting up notes from those people i mean i i mean i don't even know what what is this board supposed to represent uh you know right it just says leak and that jeff and jackie are all but confirmed and I don't buy it. You know what? It gets a lot of people's attention, though. I didn't either. But it gets a lot of people's attention this time of year, that's for sure. Speaking of of casting, um, I did watch uh, Mertz with with Robin Cass the other night and did not realize that she cast for the new show, The Island. Did you guys know that? I I did only because I've been tweeting with some of the cast from the island. And she retweeted, of all the years and all the seasons of watching Big Brother, she retweets a tweet of mine from the island. (laughs) It was your first retweet from uh, Mama Cass, huh? Yes. In 16 (laughs) seasons. Going on 17, and I get a retweet from the island. And I also didn't know that her first job as a, a casting person was BB2. Or, yeah, I mean, I, that's launched her uh, her career. So I really didn't know until I watched that uh, that she had been around for that long. And boy, yes, was that a great I knew cast. That. Say again? Boy, well, was that a great cast. Me. I'm in the middle it of watching sure Six again. Oh, Six is a great season. You know what I'm finding on watching it again? Well, I, I like diff- I like different people this time. 
Really? really? Yes. yes. Is it because you know the do you think do you think it's because you know the outcome and you you look at, at what they're doing as a better game play or bad game play or what do you think? No, because I I liked Eric and Maggie the first time around and this time around I don't like them. <laughs> did you watch okay. the feeds that year? Because I, did. I have a reason for I have a reason for asking this. I did. Okay. See, I didn't watch the feeds that season. That was the season I had my surgery. And I didn't watch the feeds for most of that season. And so I liked Maggie and them too on that season because I didn't watch the feeds. I only watched what CBS fed me. And most of the people who watched the feeds didn't like them. But You're absolutely right because I was in the minority in liking them. The feed watchers hated them. But if you watch just the CBS shows, most people that were just watching the CBS shows did like them. And okay. that's the way it is a lot of times if you're just watching the CBS shows and watching what they show you on CBS. It's a very different yes, storyline really than what is. you see on the feeds. And I have to tell you, um, I actually had avoided watching the feeds for years. I didn't see a need for it. And when Janelle was on that season from, you know, Minnesota, I and she was, you know, pretty impressive, I finally said, okay, I'm going to buy the feeds. Now, I can't remember how long into that season, but that was the first season I started watching the feeds, season six. Wow. See, now I have to ask this question. Because... Rachel was billed four seasons later. What? No. What, Rachel was 12, 11, 12, 12. 12. So six seasons later, Rachel was billed as the VIP cocktail waitress. And everybody called her a whore. Janelle, in season six, was also called a VIP cocktail waitress. But nobody called her a whore. So why the difference? Well, there's more to them, I think, you know, than just their job. Their jobs don't define them. I certainly did see, in my recollection, that there were some people that were negative. It was either uh, in six or in seven that had negative comments about about Janelle and because she would go on and talk about how she had been uh, – she had gone on these uh, paid uh, free trips, uh, flew on personal jets to Dubai and those kind of things, and there was a lot of people that talked negatively about it. So it wasn't all good. Yeah, but it wasn't as bad as it was with Rachel because one of the things I noticed is the fight with her and Bo, and she's saying that Bo dates older men. I was, man, I was like, um, hello, is that the pot calling the kettle black? Like, what you're accusing Bo of is exactly what you do because you talked about all these trips that you take. But anyway, I just found it interesting that I watched the feeds and I liked Maggie and Eric the first time around, and this time I don't like them. In fact, I think 
James has turned out James and Howie, who I just thought Howie was stupid, and I thought James was overplaying, and I still think James was overplaying, but they have turned out to be my two favorites from season six. Hmm. And James was just evicted. So how how far are you? Uh, halfway, two thirds, three quarters. Uh, let's see. James was just evicted, so who's on the block right now? I think I'm on like episode twenty four, twenty five. Bo and Yvette are on the are on the block right now. I think episode twenty four. Hang on a minute. Christine just now saw her her invite to the show. Um, but yeah, Bo and Yvette are on the on the chopping block. But I just find it interesting that ten years later, watching this, and my opinions have changed. Uh, it's interesting seeing, you know, how your views can change going back and watching a season over like that. I know it's a lot of fun to go back and watch a season over and recall, oh, I remember when this happened. Oh, I remember when that happened, you know. And it, it just brings it all back to you over again, you know, and, just reliving it all, you know. And so I thought, Eric Cappy, I thought he went much further in the season than he did, and all that drama happened in the first three weeks. Actually, the, really the first two weeks, because he was out week three. So that was, it seems so much longer than than it did this time around. I, uh, I'd like to know what you guys think about Big Brother 17 and some first in the house. Let's Let's think of some questions. And we want the chat room to help us with these questions, too. Let's think of some Big Brother first that we can vote on tonight. And then once the the cast gets in the house, we'll see how accurate we were in judging this cast just on their their preseason videos. Um, let's go with the first question being 
who's going to be the first Big Brother 17 cast member that we're going to see naked in the house? Now, are we talking full naked or are we talking a slip? Um, let, let's just say, like, who's going to be the first streaker? I think Jace. Jace even mentioned that he might be. But I think <laughs> Austin might beat him, too. Um, I think it's definitely Austin, between one of those two guys. Austin also said he had no problem getting naked. Yeah, he did. So, I have to go with It's going to be funny if one of the young girls comes running out there and... <laughs> and takes it all and is the first streaker before either one of these guys. Oh, CBS will have a heart attack if it's Audrey. (laughs) (laughs) Or somebody like... Okay, um, I I am am learning. I have to ask this. It came to my mind, and, and it doesn't matter to me. I'm just curious, and I'm learning along with a lot of other people. But in one of the interviews, Audrey made a comment about hoping to get all of us girls um, on on the same uh, cycle. She, depending on whatever level of operations she's had, she she wouldn't menstruate, would she? I'm sorry, no. but that's not no. That does not happen. Okay, I didn't think so, but, you know, she made that comment, and she didn't say me, but, like, wanting the other girls, but it just seemed like, okay, she's really trying to, anyway, okay. Anyway, moving now, on. I just... I'm guessing, in regard to that whole conversation, I'm guessing that she went in there with a plan to use this as a platform now that Caitlyn Jenner has done her thing. That she's in there, uses as a platform. Unfortunately, her family or whoever released the story to TMZ released it too early, and that's why Big Brother Network was the only. I think he's the only one who got a Kate or got a Caitlyn got an Audrey interview because Rachel and Ryan didn't get an Audrey interview. The girls that I know from KFROG, yeah. the local radio station out here, they didn't get an Audrey interview. Okay. And I think her Let's... family released it too early. Boyd did. Boyd uh, from Big Brother Network. Yes. he was. I believe he's the only one, Matthew Boyd, who got, the, the, who got an Audrey interview. Because I think her family, they played their card too quick, and I think she's in there with the attention intention of making this a platform and it's going to do one of two things. It's going to probably backfire. It's going to be like Frankie last season using the big brother as his professional platform to showcase himself. I think it's going to backfire with her, with the house guests. 
and it's going to backfire with middle America. And her family right now is very active, or whoever's running her fan account, they're very active on Twitter, and they're, they were taking questions the other night. So I, I think that this whole ploy, this is a whole ploy of hers, and I, I think it's going to backfire. So now you can all call in and yell at me. <laughs> I I think it's an interesting platform in a way. I just I don't want the whole season to be about it, but I don't have anything against it. I think I think it's good to have people in a house where people are different and need, you know and. And are accepted by others. Um, and James comes to mind as well. You look at James, and we have the stereotypical idea that when he speaks, we should hear an Asian voice come out of him. And we hear this country accent if we closed our eyes we would have a totally different vision if we just heard him speak and but that's a whole different thing that's that I think that the more I see and the more I hear about Audrey I think she's in there to make this a platform and like I said, comparing it to Frankie. Frankie used Big Brother as a platform to showcase his sister and himself, and people got tired of it very quick. And I think the same is going to happen with Audrey. Yeah, if it's just about that, I totally agree. I don't I don't want it to be just about that. I don't. I don't I don't think it should be and it's if Big Brother saw that and still cast that, I think it's wrong. Um, I don't think this show is should be used as a platform just to, you know... I agree. It should be used for, for a platform. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I totally agree with you. For any reason. I think it, it is good to see different people, That's people that are different, go in and be accepted. You know? Um, but I don't want platforms, like you're saying in the house and the show to be used in that way. And I think because that's what we're going to see. It did get really tiring last season with Frankie and his sister. And it was so unfair when the voting came up. Um, 
and this is one thing that I, I thought of, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, but I think CBS saw an opportunity last year to gain a lot of new and younger followers by putting Frankie in. They're going to get a boatload of Ariana Grande fans watching Big Brother for the first time. And it happened. It worked. Um, this season, Caitlin had had just come out, and I think they saw an opportunity to possibly tie in with the Kardashians and have the Kardashian family supporting Audrey and tie in with the Kardashian family and their fan base. And if that's the case, they may just be going for new fan followers and base, you know, to to follow the show. And using that person and that person's platform, so to speak, to garner new and younger fans to follow the show. Well, the other thing I think, Cherry, I, I, I really agree with you on that. I wish that, you know, they wouldn't play these games if that's what they're doing to get more viewers. But they are in a business, so I guess I have to understand that. But the other aspect is depending on who these uh, special guests are every week, we we – I immediately thought, okay, they're all going to be house guests, but it doesn't need to be that. It could be some, you know, actress or actor or whatever that might be uh, famous for other things not being on Big Brother. And if they've got big following and they say, hey, watch tonight, I'm going to be on, you know, Big Brother, that will bring in viewers too. What do you guys think? Well, the Ariana Grande, Frankie Grande thing is Ariana Grande's manager is the producer, executive producer, creator of the show Scorpions. So I'm sure when CBS and he struck a deal over the show Scorpions, he made it a point to get Frankie on the show and they agreed so that they could become the official network of the Grandes. That's number one. Definitely a ratings play, definitely trying to skew younger. Because if you look at the Big Brother fan base, especially with the people I interact with on Twitter, we're all older. We're not tweens. We're not we're anywhere from 30s on up. It's not a young fan base. Kids today, and you just look at some of what this cast has said, I'm like, what's his name? Clay, who said he never heard of the show until four months ago. I don't know what Big Brother is. So there's that. The CBS definitely is a business. And the more viewers they can tell advertisers that are tuning into Big Brother, the more advertising during Big Brother is going to cost. So That's true. I I so, wanted to... I wanted to to uh, interject as far as Audrey and and I know that's the big big story of this cast uh, this year. But I, in watching 
the interview that she did on Big Brother Network, I think that she has her her Big Brother head on her shoulders. She sounds like she's in there to play, and I I liked hearing some of the strategies, some of the you know her understanding of the game, and uh, um, I am hoping that that quickly dissipates the you know the the transgender thing dissipates and we get to watch her play the game. And I also found out that back in 2004, Big Brother UK had a transgender on who ended up winning the game. And she was, interestingly enough, Jerry, she was born in Portugal. <laughs> really? Yeah. But... I just don't want I, I don't want this season to be all about Audrey. You know I don't I mean? want it to be all about anyone. I want it to be all about good TV. I think some people in the chat room are taking our conversation the wrong way, and I don't want that to happen. I nobody here is bashing Audrey in any way. Um, I definitely think she's an awesome girl. I think she's beautiful, brave, sincere. Um, but like Ed just said, I just don't want a platform of any kind to overshine the premise of what Big Brother is supposed to be about. That's all I'm saying. For me, there's always going to be someone who's going to take what is said in the wrong manner. And, you know, I live by the words that what I said didn't offend you. You allowed what I said to offend you. So people are looking and they're on the hunt to find something to take a stance on. And this season, it's going to be the Audrey thing. And, you know, I'm going off based on what I've seen. So they're probably more upset with me. So they can be upset with me if they want to address it with me. They can get a hold no, of me was, on Twitter. It was, it was it was more directed at me because I was I was making comments in the chat room and, and on here as well and and you know, I'm not saying in any way that I don't like uh, you know, basically that's why I reiterated my comment. I just don't want anything to overshine what the Big Brother show is supposed to be, and that is a social experiment. And I don't well, want it to be overrun by anybody's, any one person's platform, any, you know, any one person's story, any one person's, you know. I I totally understand what you're saying, Cherries, and I appreciate you trying to clarify it. And and I know you well enough that I know what you mean. 
I I feel like Big Brother is a social experiment from you know the early episodes, and it partially is to see how people from different walks of life and different you know differences are forced to live together. And I've watched many times people. Let's use the gay. Um, example, the many times people that came into the house that might have been prejudiced or had a feeling about about gays, and they ended up totally changing their mind because they got to know some of these different people. Maybe they have a prejudice towards people from New York City, and and as they got to know somebody in the house, they have a different opinion. They're learning things about different walks of life and how do they end up interacting with these different people that they normally would never have interacted with. And that's certainly one of the huge parts of Big Brother that I enjoy um, watching. Is that kind of what you're, you're saying, Cherry? Absolutely. I love seeing that. You know, I love seeing, you know, people accepting people that they normally wouldn't have interacted with in their normal everyday lives and and coming out of there with their eyes wider open than they, they were when they went in and their hearts wider open than they were when they went in. You know, yeah, I want it to be a good game of, you know, a big brother where, you know, you lie, you lie cheat, and steal to, to get... um further in the game and all that fun stuff. But at the same time, you know, there is a social aspect to the game. And it is nice when you can see people have their social horizons widened. And I like to see that happen in there. Um, So that's all I'm saying. I, you know... You can have your social horizons widened and still play a great Big Brother game. Look, everybody has something they want to talk about. I'm from the gay community. I no more want to see a gay dude go in there and spend his time using Big Brother as a platform to advance gay rights, equal rights. They're not even gay rights, they're equal rights. Just like I don't want to see her go in there and turn Big Brother into a platform of equal rights. People go in there, they learn from one another, or they don't. So, you know, this whole Rachel Dolezal thing. You know, I grew up when my folks moved to California. I grew up in the black community. So if being black is cultural, then I'm black because I was from the age of 13 on, raised in the black community. So we all have our prejudice, whatever they are. We all have our, and I'm not even going to say prejudice. I'm going to say we all have our preconceived notions. Nobody here is, if anyone here is bashing Audrey, it's me because I'm the one who said, I don't want her. I think she went into this house and it's become clear as the week has gone on since last Thursday. And that she's gone into this house with an agenda, and I don't want to see Big Brother become that agenda. And we all know the Big Brother fans love 
to dig up dirt. So <laughs> yeah. just, just like after 15, then they started digging in, and we found all the racist stuff on Caleb. And Devin and, and his past law issues and, 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 and time in rehab and whatever. And this year they started with Clay. And you know what? You just got to face it. It's people aren't, not everybody has to like one another. Like I tell my friends, I, I may like Paul. I may not like Cherry, but if we're going to be around, I don't have to like everyone Paul likes. I don't have to like everyone Cherry likes. But when you're in a social setting and those people are around, you're cordial and you're not out to do anyone harm. So speaking as the person who is not only gay, but has lived through times when, as an older person who has lived through times when it wasn't okay to be gay and listened to all the rhetoric that was out there and all the hate that it spread and all the hate that it still spread, just keep your mouth shut and... I think being politically correct has gone too far. There are certain words that I like to use because by taking ownership of those words, those words no longer, when they're used, they no longer mean anything. They no longer have any power. So I think as a society, and this is way off Big Brother, but it works in the Big Brother house, we have gone way too far in the political correctness spectrum where now you can't say anything. And I always say this to my black friends and I say it to my gay friends and I say it to my women friends. If you don't want people using the N word and you don't want people using the F word and the C word and the B word, then black people need to stop using the N word and rappers and hip hop artists and everybody needs to stop using the N word. Gay people need to stop using the F word. Women need to stop calling one another bitches and C words. Because until you, as that group, stop doing it, you can't expect anyone else to stop doing it. End of story. I don't want to hear, oh, I I have the right to use the word faggot because I'm gay. I do have the right to use it, but if I expect you not to use it, then I can't use it myself. End of story. We have have a guest... um on the switchboard that may want to chime in on this conversation. So let's bring him up and see what he has to say on this conversation. We have with us now Mr. LaWonderful. Mr. LaWon, excellent. Thank you so much for calling in tonight. How are you? Hi, love. How are you? I'm good, sweetie. How are you? First of all, let me... Offer you my condolences on your aunt. Thank I'm you, so honey. sorry, sweetie. Oh, I'm so Thank sorry. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God, I, I know receive it's your so love. hard. I receive your love. I love God her. Hi, my love. <laughs> I'm just smiling. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Sorry to hear about I you. I know you are. I know you are. I know you are. Well, how come you ain't up at UCLA getting us the scoop on uh, P. Diddy getting arrested for hitting someone with a kettlebell? <laughs> oh, I, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not out there doing that story today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So chime yeah. in here because you just heard me on my on my soapbox. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I just got on the tail end. I mean, I kind of got on the tail end of it and and all that. Um, I mean, that's the whole. That's like a whole talk show type of talk. I mean, like you know, I, I, we live in a cruel world right now. You know that. Oh yeah. You know that. And it's like, like you're saying, some of the things that we've experienced and some things that we know of that are right or wrong is all wrong to, uh, today in society. And it's like, what happened? You know what I mean? It's like, what happened? Me and you can't sit up and, and pinpoint everything that, that that has happened, but we can pinpoint what is right and wrong in our eyes because we're older. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like the respect of everybody has gone. I just think it's gone. And it do has. I think, Believe me. And do, you, and do I think some of it is taught? Yes, I do. A lot of it is taught behavior. But everyone as a human race and everybody as a human person, we all know right from wrong. And when you choose things that are right, there come consequences. And when you choose things that are wrong, there comes double consequences. But I just feel like as a society right now, we're so quick to point the finger at everybody's race, sexuality, their wrongdoing, what have you. But then the same breath and the same billboard will praise it because we think it's good as a society, too. You see what I'm saying? No, that's that this whole thing. In, I've lived right here in the, the midst of Ferguson for the last, you know, year, year and a half, whatever. And yeah, uh, yeah. I tell you. Being right here in this Ferguson mess, it has been eye-opening. I tell you, very eye-opening to see how much this world is changing and just how quickly. Yeah, totally. And how, how... the youth of our country changing. And, yeah. You know, it's sad to me that the respect from our youth is so far gone. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't have anyone to blame but that, but our generation is the fault for that. Exactly. Our parents were very strict. That's so true. and we were not as strict as our parents were. So we don't have, for the lack of respect that young kids have today, we have no one else to blame but our current generation that exactly. is of having the They turned them over to the TVs and the internets and the cell phones. Well, the internet is especially computer because I can tell you this right now. I guarantee if you ask anybody right now to write you a letter, don't type me a letter. Don't email me a letter. Can you write me a letter or mail it to me tomorrow? I guarantee you they wouldn't know how to do that or even know how to even structure a sentence. And not only that, we'll even be able to give you a signature of what they, of themselves. Because they don't know how to do it. No. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how to write. They don't need to be penmanship. Everything is digital now. All you got to do is type it. And that goes, and that goes even to brilliance. Yeah. Now, you know we're growing up. That was always bullying. All oh, you yeah. did was you, you took care of yourself because, guess what? 
you was going to stand for something. If someone came to your face and said they didn't like you, you didn't care about that. What you did was they kept coming to your face, you would show them, okay, you don't like me, well, you're going to stop messing with me. That was done. That was done. Now it's time to cut a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, I mean, you know, it's just, I think it's just digital. It's just digital. I'm telling you, you can go behind a keyboard and talk all type of mess to anybody in the world, and you don't have no responsibility to to, to even get the consequences of that because you're behind the computer. All about but that, you're doing it in front of your face. I dare you to do that somebody who, if you've been bullied online or bullied on cyber, tell them to come in your face. I guarantee they wouldn't say that stuff in your face. I guarantee so I know. I know um, all about kind of stalker. cyber stalking. <laughs> I know, okay. and you told me that, and I could not believe that. And the, the the means of what you had to do to not even not get rid of it, but the means of what you have to levels of what you have to do as an individual who is being bullied or stalked on the internet. What, what you have to do when you shouldn't have to do all that. I'm sorry, you and, shouldn't have to do all that. And she's she's back. Oh my so gosh! This whole thing started on the one because I personally think that Audrey went into the house to use the house as a platform, not just for trans rights, but for more for trans rights. But we'll just say equals equal rights. Then I think her family jumped the gun and released the article to TMZ too soon. So the only one who got an interview with her other than Jeff, was Matt Boyer from Big Brother Network. Nobody else, Rachel Ryan, K-Frog Radio, none of the local, nobody got any interviews with her because I think her family jumped the gun. And what we were discussing is that we hoped that she wasn't going to turn Big Brother into this platform okay, and make I the whole you. season about trans rights. And then someone said that we were bashing Audrey. Audrey. So that's where all this came from. And Luan and I, when we first met last year, we had a long conversation as two black gay gentlemen mm-hmm. of how things were different for me how, because my skin color is white, but how my experience in life were very similar to Luan because I grew up in the black community. Right. And things that I couldn't, couldn't say that I didn't find out I couldn't say them until I went to college. And so it was, so we had this, we've had this long discussion. So like, I know if you could pretty much ask me where Lawan's coming from on this subject. And as he could tell you what I think, I could tell you what he thinks. And that's all it takes in this world is, you know, if someone on in the chat room has an issue with what we're saying, call in and talk to us. Because that's the only way you're going to work out any differences or any misunderdings. And I hate one, and I used to go beat them up. But in today's world, you can't <laughs> use your fish. You got to use your word or your words. Well, I certainly would like to know, Lawan, have you watched any of the videos of the? Okay, yeah, I, well, I have. I'm, some of them. I, I mean, I haven't watched all of them yet because, I, I mean, I usually watch them. And I have to say, I have to base my opinion on the house guests when they go into the house because being a former house guest, it's not the same as 
when you interview and all that, you have to be in that house to see how these people act and react. Like, it's funny to me now, you know, looking back on it, how people judge these people before they get into the house. I get it. I do. I get it because I did it. But now to be in the house, I'm like, you got to wait till that person gets into the house because what we're seeing now in front of the camera, you know, they're telling us what they're going to do and who their favorite player is and all that. It, it, it's just like, okay, we hear this every year. You know what I mean? So for me, I like to I like to judge them when they get in the house like the first night. Now, as far as the, the house guests this year, I, I mean, just by the picture, I'm just going to be very interested on the game because I love the twist of the game now. But I'm just very going to be very curious on how these people play out on TV, and especially like you all were talking about before, with the transgender. I find it very interesting that that came out, you know, so a week before we all found out, you know, that who was going to be in the house, which is fine. Because I just feel like, actually, I would use that as as playing the game. But, I mean, I don't know where they're going with that. But what I will say is this, too. Now I really feel, and, and this goes for all reality TV, I think so, I think, People, especially for, like, even the game show, I think people do use, you know, if they do get on it, as a platform, per se, for what they want to do or who they want to be. And I think okay. that's sad now because I, I agree with uh, I agree with Kohar, like, they're not going into it just to play the game. But you know what? Again, I think that rewinds back to this social media. If we didn't have social media, we wouldn't be worried about who was transgender, who was gay, and all that. I really don't think so. But I if really somebody, LaJuan, is somebody that was in the house, you know that there is, you know, they have certain opinions and strong feelings. Yeah. Uh, but after, what, maybe a, a few days, a week or so, everything changes, and it's yeah, about... Yeah, I mean, it's it, changes, about, well, it, it changes the night when, it changes the night when, you're, when you move in. That okay. night when you move I have in a and you, question and, and, that, and you and you meet the house guests and you with the people that's gonna be in the living house, it changes as soon as you go into your room. When you know okay. you're gonna lay your head at, it is game on. You know like who is who, who's buddy daddy, who you can trust, who you think you might can trust. Come on, it's like a first impression. First impression is the best impression for anybody. You can tell a person from five seconds that you talk to them, they open their mouth. I I have a question about people that first get in the house. I mean, people that uh, these casts that are interviewed, they talk yeah. about uh, what kind of alliances. But I wish they would ask if somebody comes up to you in the first hour. I mean, <clears throat> you know this is going to happen. As soon as people right. get in the house, they're immediately trying to form alliances. Could you ever imagine, and I'll ask if it happened to you, did anybody come up to you and want to form alliance, and you said, no, I don't think I want to do one yet. I think I'll wait. Aren't you always going to say yes? But you're always going to say yes. And you come up, People come up to you as soon as you, like I said, you walk in the house, you get that look with people. You look at them. You can tell. You're looking at them, you're like, do you want to form an alliance? It's, it's that, it's that <laughs> obvious. Seriously, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. It's, it's the, it's the eye, eye contact, the body language. You're looking at each other like, you want to form an alliance? Seriously. <laughs> you got to remember that. You're, you're, you got to remember you're sequestered from all these people 
all this time, and then all of a sudden they're gonna move you into this house, and you need to think when you move when you when you see these people for the first time, when you walk on that stage, and Julie says, "These are the house guests that's moving into the house." You already aligned in your mind when them cameras turn off. I think I can work with this person. I'm just thinking from a house guest. I'm serious. That's how I thought. I thought like that. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other people thought like that, too. When, when she announces these are house guests moving in, before the first people go in that house, you already kind of have in your mind who you want to work with. <laughs> just based off a look. So I'm curious, did you, have you, Luan, have you talked with uh, Michelle? Do you know that she has a connection with one of the cast? I haven't talked to Boo yet. I haven't talked to her yet. I haven't talked to her. I got to call her tonight, but I haven't talked to her yet. Over the last maybe couple of years, she had walked into a grocery store, and now you know Mm -hmm. who we're talking about. She walked into a grocery store. Oh, uh, oh, go ahead. Jason Roy. That young, really? that young, yes, she walked in and he 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 knew immediately who she was. And as as time went on, she encouraged him, you know, that he should try out. And uh, so she's got uh, she's got a little protege uh, in the house. And I think he is going to be so fun to watch. I think Jason Roy is just like he says. He looks like he's twelve. He does. He does look like he's twelve. Okay, but <laughs> the. And you know who else popping. has a protege in the house? Who? He's what? Do you know who else has a protege in the house? Who? Who? Bunky Miller. You? You? No, Bunky. Bunky Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah, he sure. Yes, he does. He does. He sure does. Um, the guy with the long hair, right? Then yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 And guess who else Austin knows? Who? Who? Rachel Riley and Brian Creo. He did the um, After Buzz Big Brother with them After Buzz, yeah. for, yes. BB 15, oh, for BB Fifteen. Yeah, in BB Fifteen, so, he hosted the After Buzz uh, Big Brother for uh, wow, one episode. Okay. Okay. Also, we have a connection. I believe I don't know how strong it is, but with uh, Meg and uh, and Frankie, isn't that true, guys? Well, she said true. she I, has met him. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 But I don't think it's okay. I don't think it's a huge connection. But yeah, so this is going to be because my my top three are Austin and Devon, and I'm still trying to decide between Audrey and Steve. But after more research this weekend, I think I'm going to go. Austin, Devon, and Steve. Do you know what okay. you want to know? And and I don't know how far she will go, but when I watch subsequent, you know, last time we talked, we just had the Jeff interviews, and when I watched right. the other ones, I felt I was very impressed with uh, Vanessa Russo. Now, whether she can keep it quiet that she's a professional poker player is another thing, but if she's able to. She has really great game strategy. I mean, uh-huh. she she really impressed me, and I was surprised with that. I really liked her, too. And, and Jason, when he was talking to them, he has such a, for being such a little guy, <laughs> he has such a big attitude. And he said he's going to try to help out the feeders and tell people, you know, People don't want to see fish. Stop singing, bitch, before 
the pe- you know before the Big Brother announcement even comes on for people to stop singing. He's like, I'm gonna tell them people don't want to see fish. Stop singing, bitch. You know, and he has this bigger than life personality, and he he looks like he's twelve, but his personality is just huge. And I think if he can like reel it in a little bit for that first week, so that people kind of get to know him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And aren't overwhelmed by him that first week. I think he'll do great. But if he's and too over the top that first week, I agree. He might be in trouble. And, but and the other and thing, another person. That, let me let me mention talk about Jason before you go to the next person. In one of his interviews, he was talking about past Big Brother people who he admired. He actually brought up he actually brought up Diane Henry from season five that he was very. I thought, whoa, this guy really knows <laughs> Big Brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I love, I love. One thing I do love, I love when when they when they do ask that question and they bring up. Uh, house guests that people may have forgot or may, you know, don't remember. And I love because that tells me right there that they know their big brother when they, when they bring right, people like that. Right, right. I love that. Exactly. I love that. And that's one and thing that said, impressed me, too, when he did, when you said, well, him, when he said that, too. He said, you know, he can't wait till the first um, HOH count because he is so into the endurance count. He said they will pull my cold dead corpse off that popsicle stick. <laughs> he is just psyched for the endurance count. He wants to play. No, the he endurance. just annoys me. And he annoys. I know me. he does. And I mentioned that to Michelle too after watching the Jeff interview that he kind of annoyed me as well. But after watching some more, I'm I'm kind of softening on that, and I'm hopeful that he will be an entertaining uh, house guest as well as uh, a good player. Um, you were about to talk about somebody else, uh, Cherry, another? The one that really shocked me the most that I'm, I was so down on that I just couldn't take at first. And I'm almost starting to warm up to a little bit, and I can't even believe no. it's coming out of my mouth. No, not the doctor. Yep. No. Yep. No. No. Johnny Mac. He, he might be entertaining in the house. I'm not <laughs> kidding you. I I think he might be a little entertaining. He because he's a great guitar player for one. Um. <laughs> I mean, I know he's oh. got some some flaws because he can't date anybody longer than two months. But <laughs> I think he could be. Wow, you're really going for the dark horses here, Cherry. <laughs> I know. I I'm not saying they're my favorites, but I'm saying I at least warmed up to him a little since the last yeah. interview. Barb, Barb, Barb in the chat room says, "Oh, Cherry, I'm ready to disown you." <laughs> I am too. I'm ready to no. hang up. <laughs> oh my goodness! I better shut up. Okay, somebody else talk. Hurry. <laughs> I uh, well, we don't even know that he's still there. Have, have we checked the CBS website to see if his video ever showed up? I, I last, think last week it had disappeared. 
I, I think it did. And and after seeing the Amazing Race bios hooked up to Big Brother, somebody is not very good uh, programmer. Somebody's not, not doing their job. Uh, another person that I found more impressed as I watch other interviews is uh, Shelley from uh, from Atlanta. I think wasn't Shelley? Yeah, Shelley's from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. She, of course, she's I think the oldest person at thirty three, but she sounds very. Of course, last year I thought that same about uh, Brittany, and she was gone pretty soon. But at any rate, <laughs> I'm looking for the doctor's picture. Oh no, it's up. Okay, so he's still in the house. That's okay, and she she in one of her interviews I was with Rachel and Ryan. Uh, Meg, who we talked about earlier, Meg said she had met Frankie. And they made a comment, both of them, that uh, she might, oh, they always ask the question, Amazing Race or Survivor? And she said Survivor, and they commented, oh, you might be friends with uh, somebody from Survivor. And I just got messaged that uh, uh, Meg may know uh, Andrea Bulky from Survivor and that She's they're very good She's supposed to be BFS with Meg, with Andrea. Yeah. yeah. Um. She said, I just get the feeling that she's got, like, I don't know, like, background hookups in some way. Um, yeah. She may know Frankie. She knows Andrew Belke. Um, I think she has some, like, behind-the-scenes connections. So, yeah, but, but, but how do you mean, like, no? Because I know a lot of reality stars. Well, her and Andrea are BFS. They're like best friends. Um, so, like with Frankie, did she run into Frankie in the hot dog stand when uh, they were in line? She said she was, she was into musical theater as uh, for school or whatever, so she could have met him there. Oh, yeah, so, she was... Oh, yeah, she was... Oh, yeah, I forgot. She... Um, School, uh, with the um, dance school. And Jess B.B. Love, who, uh, Ed, you talked about the ages of B.B. fans. Well, I immediately thought about Jess, who is a young one. Um, she says that uh, Meg knows John Eric, who Frankie talked about on the feeds all last year. That's his roommate. So, but... I think she is adorable. I don't care who she knows. I would. I, I'm hoping that she is fun to watch in in, in the house. And uh, so many of these. She's people, so like afraid she's going to come out of the cluster and be like Chatty Kathy because she's been <laughs> locked up for so long. She says, "I just want to talk." She says, "I just don't want to come well, out and be an annoying Chatty Kathy girl." She says, "But I just want to talk to people." You know, I, I just feel so bad. Oh, yeah, you do. Jerry, you I immediately do. thought I mean, you do. You do. You want to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like you want to talk to people so bad. Like, you, it's a question. You'd be like, you, yeah, you want to talk to people. Seriously, you do. When she was asked about the all-girl line, so she made a great comment. She said, 
you know, she would like to have a girl alliance, but you don't align with girls just because they're girls. And, and that is so true because so many of them want to just align with girls. But let me ask you this. Okay, let me ask you this. I, I, I want to ask each one of you guys oh, this question. I've always wanted to, well, I always ask you this question. For you all being Big Brother fans, what do you guys expect from a good season? Like, what was, for you, for each one of you, what caused you to be like, you know what, this is a great season, or they did real well with picking the people? What draws you to, to, say, to say that? There's so many different you. things. There's Ed, so many Ed, different things. To, Ed, what, what makes you be like, you know what, this is a great season, or this has turned out to be a great season, or, you know, they're starting off good. What makes you be? What makes you say that? And makes you be like? Well, here, here is one thing I was going to mention, and Barb just, just in the uh, chat room, uh, Minnesota Dreamer, just mentioned it. I loved season eleven because of all the 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 drama and the fights that went on. Um, okay. uh, that's one thing I. I like if it's a true and fun to watch showmance that that we can kind of hope that something is going to happen. I love I, don't want great, no I, I love great gameplay, and uh-huh. that's why I loved Derek last year. He just amazed me. Or watching Dan in either of his seasons, or Doctor Will. There's a variety uh-huh. of things. Variety of things. Okay. See, now I like me, a show being a, a season that keeps you on the edge of your seat where where you know it's always changing and there isn't where there I hate a season where everybody's voting with the Kumbaya. Oh yes. drives me insane. Reagan, I hated Reagan. He was always trying to be the peacemaker in his season and I thought, shut up Reagan, let let people get mad at each other. <laughs> You know, voting with the House, I don't – none of that. That's not going to change. That's not going to change. That Yeah. Right. I, you know what? I'm, I'm, yeah, that's not – Jerry, I hate to bust your bubble. That's not going to change. I've always said that even before I even got in the House, even with even with my grandfather, my grandfather, best his soul, was 93 years old. He even was like, why do everyone always vote with the House? He's like, why don't nobody just be like, you know what? They're gonna vote for the house, and then all of a sudden somebody messes it up, and that's what makes his. That's what made him like to watch it. He said, "Well, people messes up the vote." He loved that. He said because when you know, know me, he, you know everybody's gonna vote. Like, like when you know everybody's gonna vote this way, and they they know you're gonna vote that way, and then all of a sudden it goes that way. It's predictable. You know, you don't want a predictable season. That's what my grandfather. Was. Always say, no. yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's like it's like for all of you that that you, what you all are telling me, you like to fight. You guys like to, you like to, you know, on the edge of your seat. You love the, the, the gameplay, basically the gameplay. You like the gameplay. You don't like it to be kumbaya because that's boring. Yeah, it's you know, boring. And I want characters. I want the the wands, the Kevins, the bows, the cappies. <laughs> The as much as she's annoying me because I'm rewatching Big Brother Six right now. The Janelles, you know, I want the Will Kirby, I want the Michelles, I, yeah, okay. I and mean, I want the people who bring not only a gameplay but personality, a personality. Because let's face it, Luan, the last time they did a serious casting, 
where they actually just cast everyday people. It's been a long time. This, they have this mold that they want everybody to fit in. Is well, that's, what, well that's, that's, what, that's why. That's why. That's why I'm asking you because I, I I look at what you guys say and what you guys see on the thing, and I just wonder, like, what makes you guys. What makes you guys keep watching? Like, I've always wondered, like, it fascinates me for people to be like, I like it because of, you know, your personality or someone's personality, and that's good. I like that. But that I think that comes from the people that are, this is just me. I'm maybe throwing the ball far, the ball far but it seems like it, that comes from the people that is selected for the game. And that's the people that selected for the game is people that's in society now. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, it just feel like there's no original, like, everybody's trying to be somebody else. You understand what I'm saying? Well, that's what I mean. They're, they're doing the stunt casting. They want, like, with, what's his name, James, the little Asian Donnie kid, is he fits the the Duck Dynasty. Yeah. You, the Duck okay. Dynasty profile. And I, it's like, you weren't, you weren't here last week, but I had talked about talking with Funky at, Reality Rally, and him, you know, he says he was the test gay for Big Brother. Like, people accepted him because he was mainstream, and mm-hmm. so we haven't had a non-flamboyant gay dude since Bunky. Right. And Lawan, you know, we always, it's <laughs> always the angry black girl and the angry black guy. Right. I got you. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. listen, I I even recall, and after after last week, Ed, I think I may have come up with the, the girl you said had an annoying voice. I was very entertained in season five by Holly. By Holly. Is that who, was that who by you were talking exactly. about? Holly, yes. Holly's oh. voice, a voice annoyed me. She just me. cracked me up. She That's brought in a mannequin. But see, that, but, but, but see that go, but see that goes to again for you. See that goes for the personality trait. You like that? That 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 draws you to watching it, right? Exactly. Right. Okay. And see, see that, I think that, we all that's a percentage of. I mean, that's that's like a percentage of like who, yeah, who all come to the house, like into the to the house. I mean, like everybody has a has a, the. I, I get what you're saying, apparently, but it just always blows my mind, like. Who's the favorites for each season, or who's the ones that people always, you know, tend to want to see the next season? Because, like you're saying, it always seems like everybody fits the mold of each season, each season. Like, you know, you have your sweethearts, you have your ones that you may think may hook up, you know, you may have the ones that you don't think may hook up. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just funny to me that it, it, it's always like that, or it, it seems like it's like that, and what you guys want to see on TV. But I feel like also as fans, I think fans play a big part of that too. Because as much as people may say they don't like certain people on different seasons, those people have fans. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, yeah. Everybody has a fan, and this is this is like my thing. I don't have to like you on right. the show, right? But once but once the show is over, exactly. with the exception of, of one individual. With the exception of really one individual, like who just went crazy, is the show's over. It's done. I don't, I don't need to talk about how Lawan is this and how Lawan is that. And Lawan wearing them fucking socks and them socks just drive me crazy. And so I hate Lawan because of his socks. And then I meet Lawan in person. <laughs> right, so right. I hate Lawan because of his yeah, socks. Well, but no, <laughs> but no. But then you have other people who, and I've I seen this happen. You. At, 
at different events, though, I've seen this happen. It's, oh, Lawan, this, Lawan, that, Lawan. Oh, hey, Lawan, how are you? I'm your biggest fan. And the minute Lawan turns his back, he's Lawan, this, and Lawan, that. So right. you have both but that, sides that, of the But you know what? But that kind of, you know what? But, for, but well, for me, or whatever. If that comes with the territory, I, I, I think, I mean, if I, I, I just feel like that. I think what, what, what upsets me the most, though, is it goes back to, like, when people are selected to be on the show and after the show, it's like, I don't think some people realize when they get into the show what their life is going to change. Like, your life changes for the good and for the bad, but it also changes because I feel like, like you're saying, with the fans and what have you, I just feel like if it wasn't for the fans, there wouldn't be no Big Brother. And that's just, just the way I feel. Absolutely. I, I really do feel like but that. But why? Huh? If you, I mean, the, the people that are coming out of Big Brother now are so different than right. the way you that, think right I'm now. Right. It, it, they I, come I, out of there thinking that we should pay them yeah, to right. raise their that, presence. Yeah. Right. And the moment they walk out of the house, Jerry. they they don't feel the same way you do. They feel like the fans owe them the moment they walk out the door. Yeah. Well, okay, and but, okay. All right. I'm, I agree with you 100%, Cherry, and I'm I'm wondering if we can answer why. Is that because of the task? I'm going to try to figure out why, but I feel like, like you said, Cherry, they don't act like, I guess, some previous house or whatever, whatever. Look at, we have to look at society now. And that's 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 why I, that's why I pinpoint it because it, it seems like it's, it's you know it's, that's what society makes them feel like that. Well, if I get on this show, or if I go on this show, or I get on this show, when I come out, you guys are gonna, I'm gonna, I'm a star, I'm a star because that's what I see on TV. That's what I see on TV. I see it on all these other reality shows, so why not? I'm just saying for my. But 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 and all and all I've had this conversation before, but I just feel like it's the part of society that we're living right now. I mean, it don't get me wrong. But it's not just it's not limited to reality TV though. You got the YouTubers now. You got right, exactly. Right, Meerkat. Exactly. Now, I'm a person. I'm a Twitter personality. Exactly. Right. But we're not going to limit to just TV. Let's say social media in a whole. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And but I don't think that I am. But I have people tell me all the time. Like just recently, I met someone. They're like, "Oh wait, you're that guy from Twitter." And I'm like, "Huh?" See? And yeah, the same. And the same thing happened at Reality Rally. As people were coming up as I was sitting with Michelle or or Christine Scolari from Mob Wives or Danielle from Big Brother Three, whoever I was sitting with, people would come and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, you're that guy from TV Fishbowl. You're that guy from Twitter." And I'm like, "Huh? Like how do you know me?" <laughs> and that, and so that's what. So that's what I would like. But, okay, let me, let me ask you guys this. And even, okay, sir, I would break it down better than that. Sarah, you and Paul, people could say the same thing about you all, too. They could say, oh, right. they got a podcast now, and now look at them, they got all these Twitter followers. And you don't think nothing like that. I know you don't, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but that's the type of society we live in. And even if they meet you, they might say, oh, yeah, but when I talked to her on the phone or I called her on radio, oh, they thought they were so da 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 Honey, you just doing what you love to do. You ain't bothering nobody. But see, the top of the side we live in would think that you feel like you're on your high horse because you got a podcast. You get to talk to different, you know, reality stars and stuff. You see what I'm saying? 
You see where I'm yeah, going with that? I, I understand. I'm I'm really I don't know when to bring it up, but I've just been itching to talk about uh do we know anything more about this twist? Is uh, how do you feel how the twist is gonna work uh, week to week? Uh, oh, are they I, I, are are they gonna move in? Are they just going to pick their own No, uh, from what I from what I gather from from what I gather what I think is I think is it's a brilliant idea actually is that they're they're having past house guests and special guests quote unquote come into the house and give the twist you know like give the twist every now and then you know give the announcement of what the twist is each week and I think that's great because no one that's going to clue you in to who number one who they may put on who they might have to announce the certain twist or how they will participate in the twist when they do announce it. I think that was a great idea. I've always said that they, I've always said, and this is just my theory, I have always said, this, even before we even got, I even got in the house, I said, they, I said, Big Brother should have a season where, like, they bring back certain house guests to announce the different competitions because, number one, that'll make people, you know, see people that they haven't seen in a long time, even might even bring back memories or past house guests that things happened when he was in the house that people would be like, wow, I forgot about him. What happened to him? But they announced the different, you know, um, competition. So I thought that was a great twist. Not to mention, you don't know what the twist may be to even involve the people that may come. So I, I think it's great. And not to mention, you know, they also said, make sure that they remember who these people come into the house because you're going to always need these people to remember. It's something like to that, to that point, like, you know, they're going to have to remember all these relationships that they're building when these people come into the house, basically. I think that's neat. I do. So, uh, I don't like all the twists. Let them go in there and play the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we talk about this every season. Jerry, Jerry and Ed. Hey, let me say Ed. Let me say Ed. What? We talk Just about let them this go in every, and play the game. Every season, don't we? We always talk about we wish it would go back to the basics. Um, you sure do. You always do, Paul. Yes, you do. You always do. But, you know, Ed, that would never happen. That would never happen. It ain't going to happen. No, well, no, we're too far out of it. So it's mm-hmm. like PB&J will never come back. Uh, hey, well, speaking, of, speaking of that, we did get a house tour showing three rooms and almost – there was almost an implication there's not – I know we see three rooms every year, but do you think that the have-not will be back again? I am so done with that. I don't know if you guys agree, but I would be thrilled. Well, how, do you feel about, I would say, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the have-not? Have I'm done. Done. Either the whole house eats or the whole house doesn't. Okay. Okay. That's what I would like to see. Okay, and they don't have Jerry? and they don't have to be on they don't have to be on slop. They could be on staples. They you know pasta. You know just the basic foods. You know don't get no steak, but they get a little bit of protein. Maybe some tuna fish or something, and some beans so they get their protein. Yeah, because but, when you when you are because I, 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 like I told people, when you on like some people like I mean I agree with you they haven't having that because some people like some people be on slop like half of the season sometimes, and I don't think that's fair. For the ones especially right, still right. eating and all that, and you know they're doing the competition. Now that's just me. But again, that's Big Brother, like you're saying. So I don't think that would change the have and have not. 
but I could see from a fan point of view why you would say that. But it it does give them something for the the viewers to vote on, like for what they're going to yeah, get along yeah. with the happy when you vote, when you so I don't know if they'll ever get rid of it. Yeah, because when you guys yeah. are voting for the for the um like what we should eat and all that, ooh, that's so yeah. crazy. Sir. That is so crazy. Yeah. Like, and I don't want the vote. I don't want the vote. I I like really like the way the Big Brother Australia does it. Is everybody's in one room. Uh-huh. And everybody eats the same food. That puts everybody on a level playing field because what was it? Is that season fifteen where Alyssa was like a have nine almost every every week? I, I don't think let everybody. That was so sad. You know, um, when it turns out to be the same people over and over again. Okay, see, see, well, that's another way of like you're saying. As you as a as a fan, you don't like to see that each week say people are winning and okay, yeah. No, I just I just I just think put everybody on an equal playing field. Give them let them all eat the same food. So you know if you want to make have nots and they got to sleep in the cold room, then make them have nots. But put everybody on the same food. I would like. I agree the, with that. Okay, because it I would brings like everybody it. together at the dinner table, and now you, that's you kind of want to see that's everybody. Yeah. I think you need a time in the house where everybody comes together. But they don't want you to come again, Abu. <laughs> even even <laughs> even though you may be enemies, at least over uh, dinner know, you're I, coming I know, together. Look, 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 look. I know you're trying to do a kumbaya, boo. I know you're trying to do a kumbaya, <laughs> but trust me, boo. I don't necessarily like the kumbaya. But you need a time where everybody does no. come together and but look, look, that's when you learn to off. live together. Look, but you come together when you sneak off and you try to make alliances and stuff, honey. They ain't going to have that. I mean, I, I, we we had opportunities for us to all eat together. You know what I mean? Like, it was not a time where we couldn't eat together. I mean, I think, I, I want to say, we did sometimes eat together. We did, actually. But, you know, we did it on our own. Like, it wasn't something like... You know, people was like, you guys have to eat together. You know, we made it on our own, like, you know, we're going to eat this time and we, we talk. Like like you said, you have to have some type of normalcy in the house, first of all. I, and that was a kind of a normalcy when we all got together and everybody ate the different things. You know, some people were on have and have not. We didn't even have respect. See, the thing, too, we had respect for people who was on have and have not, too. Like, if you was on have not, it was like we just had respect enough. We didn't, I didn't like to eat in front of them because it was like, I felt bad. You know what I mean? Right. Would you guys think so you mind taking a so call you from say, a fan? So when you, so you say, huh? Would you mind taking a call from a fan? Oh, no, no, no. No? We have. <laughs> stop, stop. Jason, JTV on the air with us. He does all of our posters for us. Jay, thank you so much for calling in tonight. How are you? Hello. Hey, Jake, uh, how are you? Not too bad. Um, I had I I had a great idea for the the slot thing. I think they should go ahead and let the house head head of household pick the three or four people that they want on it. But you know, like maybe in the first week or whatever, them people that get picked get to pick. The other people. 
so it's like a rotating thing. Yeah, kind of like if they're going to single them out, what they don't right. know they're doing is, is making the other people pick right. for him. Right. For the HOH. That's true. Right. Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. That could, that could go. That could be a good go. Yeah, that could be a good. Just so it'd be different for people eating slop. If I think everybody should eat slop at least once throughout the game. That would cause drama like change. Some people didn't even eat slop. Some people didn't even know what slop tasted like. Yeah. Yeah, some people made it through the entire season without ever, you know, tasting a bite of slop. You don't want that shit. You don't want that. How fair is that? Huh? Uh, and that's the other thing I want to shake up the house is I want the POV winner to be able to name the replacement nominee. Ooh. Okay. You want the POV to, to be in the, in the competition? I want the POV winner. Whoever wins the POV, right. I want them uh-huh. to be able to name the replacement nominee. Okay. That would be nice. Oh. Yeah, and and you're saying regardless of whether the POV uh, winner was on the block or not, uh, even if they weren't on the block, still, na- I'd like that. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah. All right. That because would be interesting because they could be on either side of the house. Right, because then, Absolutely. like what's going on in season six, where they were, they each side was targeting each side. Well, you, you win the POV, you take someone down. Someone from your side of the house is going up, but you could name someone from the other side of the house since the house is so divided now, and that would really stop the house from being so divided. Because then that would force you to be nice to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's. Laquan, I have a question, and it seems like a very minor thing. But do you have any opinions on Big Brother removing the door? from the HOH room into the HOH bathroom? Removing it. They took the, There's no longer going to be that sliding door from the HOH into the HOH's bathroom. Is that? Nope. I don't like that. <laughs> and tell me why, because I... <laughs> I mean, because you gotta have some type of privacy in you. In you in, I, I, I mean, I, that's the luxury of being in the HOA. And I mean, I, for me, for me, during like during lockdown, or there are other I mean, moments I, I, where people close. It's so funny you say that. And the lockdown. You don't lockdown. Come on, yeah. Oh. It gives it, it gives some a, a little closed room where a couple of people can can. Uh, Strategize, strategize or talk crap? Yep. Yeah. I don't. And what about yeah. the farm? You know, there's farmers and people up there, and somebody needs to go to the bathroom. I think that's a strategic move, basically, that they're doing that for. Okay, Cherry, say that again. What about when, you know, there's times when, you know, there's five or six people up there, and somebody needs to go to the bathroom? Is the actual toilet part of the bathrooms still have a door or uh, they actually put a new door on that bathroom oh, for so many seasons it had those double doors that would swing open almost by themselves 
and you could see above and below. They now have a full size right. door from the ceiling to the floor. So they had saloon doors before. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say the other cool thing I, I think about the house, and I always fondly remember when they had that upstairs built. Um, that was such a major renovation. But the other thing is, what do you, Luan, think about that uh, that glass bridge? Would you spend time there in the house? Have you seen the pictures? Well, I thought that was going to get to the house. The house is kind of weird to me. I don't know, maybe. It just seems like it's ugh. Uh, but have have you seen the new addition that that goes off the the balcony's uh, hallway? It's like a. It, it's, is that the one with the? It has the um. The the. the what is it? The, um, it's like a sky bridge. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, it it extends from the hallway all the way to the opposite, right above the uh, the main door. It goes all the right. way to the other wall. Right. Would that you spend time? Here? Would I spend time in there? Yeah. Sure, there. Okay. There's also this year, there's always been a couple of chairs opposite the main seating in the living room, but there's now a full length across the full length of the wall, a kind of a lounge uh, couch. And I'm I'm wondering. Yeah, like a couch. I'm just wondering, nobody rarely sits over there, and I'm just wondering if uh, we might see people there. At any rate, it's. Trust me, all aspects of that house are going to be used. Don't say that just because what you see, they ain't going to use that. People are set off in corners, sleep, huddling. <laughs> You'll be surprised. <laughs> the corner. You know the guys the are going to look. look. You'll be surprised. The guys the are going to gather that under that that walkway, and every time a girl oh, walks okay. under that right. walk, over that glass that walkway too. with a yeah, dress. Yes, that. That's what They're makes gonna it so be weird. Looking up. Oh, you know oh, that. I, I would never, Cherry. <laughs> you know they are. Paul, you would be the first guy to sit underneath that walkway. <laughs> they don't. They, when they realize You'd that that's going on, it's out that's under there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even going on the walkway. I don't like that. That would. That, <laughs> Paul would be camped would out underneath. You'd be able to wave to him as you walk by. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Y'all are mad. Shame on you. Bad, bad okay. boy. I know. All right. I have to say this. I want to go back to a couple of people we haven't talked about. Um, I think Jace is going to be one of the people that irritates folks and Mike get voted out early in his interviews. He sounded so like a politician and I just think people are going to target him early. Jace just really irritated me. Do you have any opinions, Terry? 
Um, let me get to my notes. Um <laughs> Oh, oh, he's the one that did the yeah rap. Um, yeah, he did the rap. He said um, that they they asked him about his look, and he said um, they asked him what's up with the the look and uh, what's up with the the yo yo, and he said. Yo-yo, I'm a little up and down like one. Skateboard, I like to do tricks. Surfboard, I like to ride the waves. And um, he didn't audition, but he's supposed to be a quote-unquote fan. Um, He said he's single, and he used Michelle's phrase, ready to... To mingle and eat a Pringle. Um, <laughs> they asked him. <clears throat> they asked him if he was what showmance he was ready for, and they had that card for all the four different showmances possible. And he said, "I pick E for all the showmances." Um, the hammock, he said, is for love and a place to chill. HOH, he wants the first one and every other HOH after that. Goodbye. Um, He said... He just... For a Boys and Girls Alliance, he will choose by who he can trust. Um, And he said he might be the first BB streaker. But... I just, I think he's, and then he did that that rap that I think we've all heard, and I think he's he's going in there a little too too cool for school. <laughs> I heard that a long time. I still don't. My first impression is none of them left me with any impression except for Devon and really Austin. The rest of them are going to have to earn my respect as players. Interesting. Yeah, so I take it you have a lot to say next next week. <laughs> you know, Luan, I think after 16 seasons and seeing how it's changed, I would really like to see, and I know it's not going to happen, but I would really like to see BB go back to the basics. I know you keep and saying that, and I love that about you. I, I mean, I'm going to say I love it about you. That makes that, I mean, I love that you say that because that just shows that it works. You know what I mean? Like it shows that what they did, what they did in the past, it works. And, you know, it, it, it's changing. Yeah, well, one of the things that I I don't like the most, Lawan, if you really want to know, I think what, from a fan perspective, what I dislike the most, and I think if you ask fans one-on-one, they would agree, uh-huh. Uh-huh. is when you see ma- manipulation of the game from behind the scenes that is blatant 
to the fans okay. during the game. I think okay. that upsets the fans more than anything is, is game manipulation from behind the scenes. That, that never that actually, happens. It actually has a, a a way of actually making and changing the outcome of the game mm-hmm. from behind the scenes, and I think that upsets the fans more than anything. Is season eight behind the scenes manipulation? Okay. Season eight. <laughs> season eight. Well, what about? When when Rachel was brought back in, and, I mean, they kept just putting things in the game until she won. Um, there's the way that Big Brother... I love Rachel, but... The, yeah, but see, here's the thing, is is you have to look at the way that Big Brother and Survivor and Yeah. I hope I didn't lose him. him. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. The way that Big Brother and Survivor So Survivor, Amazing Race, all these reality shows that are for money, the way they get around the game show rules is because it's semi-scripted, in air quotes. So, you know, Luan's long enough out of the show that he can answer this if he so chooses. But we all know that when they go into the diary room, if they don't like the answer to the question, they'll say to you, well, maybe you should say it like this. And there's been enough diary leaks over the 16 seasons that... We know that's true. The you put the earbud in when you you're hosting a competition, and production is feeding you lines. So that's where the semi-scripted comes in, and that's where they can do things like they did in season eight and tell Jamaica and Eric that they can't vote out or nominate Dick. And that's why they can get away with inserting things into the game in favor of a player. But like I've told my friend Mo from Twitter, who has applied every year and he makes it to finals every year, and they always ask him to be the angry black man. And I keep telling him every year, go be the angry black man. Once you get in the house, what are they going to do? Because it's up to the house guests to evict you. And yes, production can plant seeds in your ear about someone, but it's really up to the house guests to evict you. Once you're in there, CBS can't control who you are. It's getting yeah. there. That's the point. That, yeah, because no one can control who you are. I mean, that, 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 and that's, and that's how people, well, that's how people play the game. I mean, yeah, they can control who you are, and people always be like, you know, well, you know, this person won because of that, because of that. I mean, it's it's all here nor there. The thing is, get in the house. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Get in the house and play the game to see how it really is done. That's what I tell everybody. Get into the house 
to see how it's done. You can go by what you hear, whatever, whatever, from a good source, this source, whatever. No. Get in the house and play the game. Like you're saying, like your, like your friend is saying, that, you know, they always tell me you should play. You play you. Characters come every season. Like I hate when everybody say, Well, I'm going out and play like Will, I'm gonna play at this person. No, you're not. You're gonna play who who how you are, who you are. And I mean that and that's that's why I never pick my prediction of the house player uh until I see him going into the house. Because 'Cause I've been in the house, I know how it is. It's easy for people to talk how it is from the outside, regardless of who they know or whatever. You have to go inside that house, I'm telling you, because it's like it's crazy. And like with the interviews, too, like there's certain interviews that people watch and people see that you get to know who the house guest is. That's how I'd be like, well, how do people realize who these people are until they go into this house to play the game? Because if you notice, certain interviews are funnier than other ones. Some of them are serious. And if you look at it, like you said, some of those interviews that you all look at, over the weekend, they were way more different than the ones that that they that you initially saw. Here's the other right. thing on that on that Luan, I agree with you 100. percent But the other thing that has really bugged me for years is that we don't see the feeds early enough, and when yeah, they do come I, I heard on, that too. Yeah, when they do come on Thursday, late Thursday night, you know, uh, will be 11 p.m. Central Time when they do come on. We have no idea what's been going on. We we kind of get to know them, but they're talking about things that we have no clue. We don't know who's been aligned. We don't know any fights. We don't know any. It's just it really bugs me, and I don't know how okay. they can correct that. Now let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And I I had this complaint too. I don't have to agree because I don't think it's been the same. The after dark show till they move on showtime. You, you, they ruined it because you guys saw all of our, our in the windows. You saw everything in the raw. Now, you guys don't see that no more with these other after darks, right? Am I correct? No, they started last year when they went to TV Guide. They started bleeping things. They started cutting away like they do on the feeds. And a okay. lot of times well, we, that's, we had the feeds and the TV Guide channel had the fish. Really? Yes. See, I didn't watch the feeds, but I said after they took them off the showtime, I was done. I knew it would be edited. I knew it would be like you're saying. And, and I didn't think initially that that would be such a big deal, but it is very hard but, to follow follow a conversation when they're bleeping out these words. Of course, they're bleeping out, you know, shit or whatever. And right, right, then, right, right. And then, and then several other words before they unbleep. And it just—it's so hard to follow the conversation. That then the commercials are way too often. I mean, you really, yeah. Now let me ask you, as a fan, as a fan, now did you like the After Dark on Showtime or now? You don't like it now, right? Showtime. Okay. Showtime. Okay. Showtime, but it was always—I was always three hours ahead, so I never got to what I was seeing was a repeat of what I already watched on the feed. Really? Yeah, we don't. Never, we would. Yeah, we in California, we don't get the. We don't get live. We get the East Coast from nine to well, midnight. Whatever. See, that's 
that's one thing that never, I mean, I can because I figured out how to get into Canada and watch that stuff. But when they started from season one, they did a Big Brother After Dark. And all Uh they did, they started airing it like at one in the morning. All In reality, those house guests are already sleeping. What we got to watch in Big Brother After Dark was just tapes from the previous day's activities. I mean, that's all they did is they taped stuff going on in the house during the day, and they aired that as Big Brother After Dark. Well, at least the U.S. we got to watch basically live, unless you're on the West Coast, I guess. Yeah, and even last year, though, at some of the time, they played stuff recorded from during the middle of the day. Wow. Hmm. I had no idea that. I missed the Showtime After Dark. That <laughs> I hated when they took that off. I I still miss that so bad. Yeah, they, I they think, were raw. I mean, they were raw. You you saw everything uh, with that. Yeah, and that's you know that's what people paid for. That's yeah. People pay I mean, for that. They, I guess I guess my question is, what they pay for now? Like, what do you pay for now? Because I mean, like, it's, it's edited, right? I mean, it's not. It's very edited. Well, now it's just on a regular channel. Like this year, it's on Pop TV, which I guess is TV Guide, and CBS bought them, and is now Pop TV. But I don't because it's taped late here for the West Coast. I just watch the feeds, and I don't even know that I'm really going to be into Big Brother this year as much as I've been into Big Brother in the past. We got it. What happened? <laughs> what you say? I think I'm done. I said I think I'm done with Big Brother Luan. Why? It comes back. Come back. I'm just saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to say that. Um, why did you say that, Eric? Why? Because it's changed. It's it's much different, even from when you were in. Yeah, I know. I've heard that. So I'm just I'm asking you. I've heard that. And, like, if I'm, like, really, like, the 14, I like 14. But 15 mm-hmm. and 16, and so, and so far, 17 hasn't impressed me. Uh-huh. I really didn't care about the coaches. I really, or, you know, I don't like that, that Rachel was on back-to-back seasons. Right? She was on oh, 12 I hate and 13. to wrap this party up, but we're down but, to five minutes. Oh gosh! Um, well, that's that's okay. I got my dinner well, on the stove, so that's perfect timing. Yeah, <laughs> I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. I, I nope. will, and I, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm, we, I'm, a, I'm a call back in next week so we can talk so we can really get to. Okay. Do I understand real quickly? Oh yes, I wanted to ask real quickly. I'm sorry, Cherry. Are are you going to be out at the uh, premiere party in uh, New Jersey? I won't. I won't. Unfortunately, I won't okay. be able to. I'm sorry, Cherry. You were saying about his aunt. I, I yes, his aunt just passed away, and I, I just wanted to say that we're sending our condolences. Um, Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. I thought some prayers are with you and your family. Um, thank you, honey. And, you so much. Ed, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We always love having both of you with us and we really appreciate you both being here with us uh, with Michelle being away tonight 
Um, no problem. We love having both of you join us and share your opinions and just adore both of you. Um, I also have a friend, Kate, who is in critical condition in the hospital, and she's back on a ventilator and in serious, serious condition. So please pray for her as well. Um, And to all the listeners out there, we only have two more days for Big Brother 17 to begin. So whatever you have left to do, you've got... Two days, and then our lives change for three months mm. because we're going to be glued to Big Brother 17 for three full months. So I just need to make my finale these, hotel reservations. In these <laughs> next two days, get it all done because we're going to be glued to the TV, to the computers, and talking about Big Brother 17 for three months. So... Can't wait till Wednesday. More, 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 more. I know. So I want to announce that Michael Cowboy Ellis will be back with us on Thursday for his Big Brother Roundtable show. And I'm not sure who all he's going to have with him, um, but I know he's got some guests lined up. Yes, he will be back, Jen. On Thursday, he's going to do the entire season with us. He's getting guests lined up already. And we will be here on Thursday night to talk about um, the first premiere night on Wednesday. And I believe Thursday's show will be over with, too, uh, by the time we go on air. So we'll be talking about both premiere nights of Big Brother on Thursday night. So join us on Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. We're going to close the show with Ron, as we always do. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. You're welcome, sweetheart. I have a good one, all right? Ed and Lawan, thank thank you you both so very much. You guys take care and God bless. Love you too, babe. Here's Ron to take us away for the night. Again, thank you all so much for joining us. Here we go. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. And to our fearless leader, Michelle, I hope she's having a great time up in New York having a a blast at the premiere party. Can't wait to hear about that next Monday. But that's a wrap for tonight. Paul, you want to say good night? Good night. Good night, everyone. We'll be talking to you on Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. Make sure you're here with us. Good night, everyone. God bless.